wondering about something. Do the people who want to automate, because obviously there's got to be somebody who wants the automation to happen. There's got to be somebody who wants the AI to come in for some purpose. And, you know, so there's always the motivation behind the thing that is happening right now. Is anyone motivated to keep us active? Is anyone motivated to keep us eating real food? Is anyone motivated to like, so if you are wanting AI to go forward, can you also not envision like a human being alongside that process? Is it so, well, let, is it let's, so let's, separate? Let's do this thought experiment. Yes. When the automobile was coming out, were there people who didn't want that? Of course there were. People who really? had horses, people who had horses, like, oh, those darn automobiles, they scare my horse. You yes. know? So there's plenty of people who are like, oh, automobiles, ooh, ick, bad, bad, bad. And here we are a century later, no one rides a horse in town. Right. right? <laughs> We've all moved on. Right. So there's there's people who don't want automation. Yes. And those people are gonna soon be out of a job. Yes. But it's worse than that because what's driving the automation in the first place is a profit motive, Mm. right? That's what's driving it. It's not because the CEO of some company is going, we must have AI, we must have automation just for the sake of it. It's like, no, that CEO is doing it because that's the way he's going to make more money for his shareholders. So in capitalism, we have a shareholder mandate that says, thou shalt make all the money there is to be made. (laughs) And does that always mean you cut the human being out of the process? This is the critical part in what what I talk about most when I talk about the future of AI and whatnot, is that if we do not inject humanity into the evolve, the evolution of AI, we will be cut out. Right. I don't want that. I want the AI to serve me as a human. Right. right? So we better figure out what that means. Well, we've already started our interview, folks. You know, we were just warming up. Hey, I'm listening. I'm your host, Dr. Joan. This week, we are heading into Hawaii. You can picture myself and my guest, William, on the beach. And we are just having a conversation about tech. So we have this lineup of dialogues for you this week with William A. Adams. We'll be talking about techwity and exploring the exciting advancements and challenges in achieving true equity in tech. Next, we'll talk about leveraging technology while Black. We'll also dive into the vibrant world of Blacks in tech and reveal some of the incredible contributions and innovations of Black professionals in the industry. We'll finish finish off our talk with a discussion about the ever-evolving landscape of women in tech, shedding light on the achievements and challenges faced by women in this field and exploring how they are shaping the future of technology. So whether you are a seasoned tech professional or just dipping your toes into the digital waters, well, I don't know if it's that, but it's going to be an interesting conversation. Welcome to the show, William. It's good to have you here with us today. Thank you. 
you, thank you. It was very good to hear those topics. Like, yeah, yeah, I want to hear that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Just to tell you a little bit about the beautiful man that sits before me, William A. Adams is an award-winning D&I innovator, engineering trailblazer, and philanthropist. From the early accomplishments of rolling out critical XML codes to to the many of Microsoft's core products globally, he was later named the first technical advisor to the CTO of Microsoft, Kevin Scott. William has founded and overseen global initiatives that revolutionize how underserved communities access jobs and build careers at the company. Today, William is the philanthropic founder of The Event. Uh, I love that. spelled E-V- Three NT, a collaborative community-based hackathon designed to solve real-world problems. When he's not tinkering with bits and bytes, the husband and father of three builds kitchen cabinets, really, and knits, yeah, and tries to recapture the exhilarating uh, the exhilaration of riding a motorcycle in India. Once again, welcome to the show, William. Thank you. Yeah, I do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, William, you coined the term techwitty, right? Yeah. And that's what our first segment is all about. And you place this emphasis on the importance of technology in building generational wealth for Black individuals and people of color. Now, and yeah. when we just started talking, you talked about capitalistic agenda and the you know must serve the shareholders and their the the shareholder agenda. So, when you talk about equity. Mm-hmm. Tell us what that means and how that all interweaves with the things that you mentioned previously. Okay, so Techwity was just, I, I was sitting for the last couple of years, actually, trying to figure out, uh, I'll tell you, it started with George Floyd. Okay, mm-hmm. After George Floyd, uh, I, I kind of sat at my, my home office and I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Right. right? Uh, I'm not going to join Antifa. I'm not on the streets, you know, throwing Molotov cocktails. I'm not Black Lives Matter. Uh, What am I going to do? And I thought, okay, well, I've got some money. Should I just start handing it out and help people start businesses? Or should Mm. I, what should I do? Mm -hmm. And after a year of thinking through several different types of things, I thought, well, I know tech. I've been in tech since I was 12 years old. I'm 58. Yeah. So I've been in it forever. Self-taught early on. You know, I've seen the birth of personal computers. I worked at giant companies like Microsoft. I have my own company. I know tech. Yes. I know how to get rich off of tech. Yes. Um, So it's got to be something around that. And I just stumbled across this combination of, well, um, who who are the billionaires? Who are the billionaires in the world today? If you look at the, the recently published Forbes list, the top 10, I think I counted eight of them were tech dude, tech bros. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like, okay, obviously, to, they're the modern day robber barons. They're the ones that are getting all the money. Yeah. Okay. That means that for the foreseeable future, until that changes, all the money is going towards tech, all the equity, all the future money goes towards tech. So tech families are going to be the, the wealth of the future. Yes. Okay. Well, if you don't get a piece of that, your family's not in that in that running. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean every family has to become a billionaire family. But if you don't want to end up at the bottom of the pyramid, the very bottom of the pyramid, you got to get some of that equity, you know, because tech is the rising tide. So 
So you need some equity in So technology. then how do you get how do you get equity? Okay. Yeah. Let's let's talk tech- about what equity is. Yeah, right, because right? I am not a tech person. So yeah. when you suggest that to me, my next question is so how do I do that? Yeah. So let's let's talk about what, what is equity in the first place, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, a paycheck is a paycheck. You do work, you get paid, right? End yeah. of the day, you walk away, it's like great, I got my money, I can go eat. When that job's done, they don't pay you anymore. Right. Right? And you go get the next job. When you retire, if all you had was a salary, you're done. Maybe you had some benefits. Maybe you had a 401k, but you're done. Right? Equity is I have shares in something. Right? Mm -hmm. I have shares in, uh, in the past would have been IBM. Yes. You know, I have shares in Apple. Yes. Right? I bought some stock. Stock is equity. I own a piece of the company. Right? Now, as I got my paycheck, I put 10% of it away towards buying stock. Mm. I retire. I still have stock. Yes. Yes. Stock pays out either dividends or you can sell the stock or you can give it to your children. You now have equity. So as that company rises in value, your stock rises in value and you have more equity to give away to your family intergenerationally. Um, houses are the same sort of thing, but we're talking about equity and technology. And technology, right? yes. So the key, how do you get into it? It can be as simple as just buying some stock in a tech company. Buy you some Apple stock. If you had bought um, NVIDIA, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, any number of those companies within the last five years, you will have at least doubled or tripled your money. Mm. Every single one of them, right? It's like, Okay. <laughs> right, right. Don't have to hit me in the face with a shovel twice. So that's what I mean by an equity share in technology. It's as simple as buying stock in a tech company. The next step after that is yes. to uh, create a tech company yourself, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. that's what you're into. Yes. Right? And if it's not tech company that's like core tech, I've got a tech product. It's investing in some company that uses technology to its advantage, Mm. right? And I'll give you an example. I have a a virtual um, assistant. Yes. A person company. Her name's Stephanie. And I said, okay, look, Stephanie, uh, you've been doing it the good old way so far. What you're going to do now is you're going to learn ChatGPT, which is an AI tool. Yes, yes, yes. You're going to learn to use ChatGPT because you're going to leverage that technology to make yourself more valuable as a virtual assistant, Mm. right? So she, and while you're doing that, you're also going to buy some stock in OpenAI or whoever the heck else, yes, some tech company. But it's critical. She's not a tech person. She's not creating a product that's technology, but she's leveraging the technology. Yes. And by doing that, she's going to invest in, in OpenAI, yes. who is the people that create that product, and she's going to rise up. Right, right. I love uh, it. Th- those are all the different ways I mean. I right? love it. So we begin then to think about, because there's always builders in every stage of our evolution as a humanity, right? And the tech people are are the builders, you know, and oftentimes, you know, I have to switch from the building that I'm in or the building that is out there to going, okay, so now we're creating these, you know, stackable organizations that yeah. are are really now 
uh, they're being maneuvered in a very different way and yet a very similar way to the way we've always built, right? And so as you think through then uh, the builders and who exists right now, where are we as a Black family in this whole building situation? Are, are we still the ones who are carrying the bricks uh, you know, to, to whatever place that the, the other people need to stack the bricks are like, where are we? In yeah. I'm going to make the dire statement. We're on the outside of the building site, looking through the peepholes, seeing what's going on inside. Mm. We're not even carrying the bricks. Mm. That's where we are. Right. Mm. And it, it sounds dire. It's like, what? No, come on. There's I can well, tell we've you. always been the builders. Haven't no. we always been the builders? <laughs> We're not there. And I'll tell you why. So all the AI stuff that's being built right now, which is the, the foundation for all the next level of stuff. Yes. Uh, our data is not in there. Okay. So, for example, uh, if I create a data set of languages. Yes. Okay. Uh, where do you think I got all the sources of that material? Hmm. Right. Do you think I went to Africa and said, hey, speaking to this microphone, brother, we want to record yes. all of your activities, <laughs> your languages, your business processes. Did we do that? No. We went to the internet, which is largely white European, yeah. and we collected all that data. Yeah. So the corpus of knowledge of humanity does not include Black people. It just doesn't, right? We didn't go to Chicago. We didn't go to you know, Michigan, Detroit. We didn't go to Miami. <laughs> we certainly didn't go to the Caribbean. So the places where we're getting the data to build the models that are the core of the AIs, which are the very definition of what the systems are, the building blocks of the systems, do not have a Black culture in it. Right, right. right. Now you can squint your eyes a little bit and go, no, 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 on the edge there, there's some Black, it understands Bionics. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, okay, fine. It, it can, you know, translate. Yeah, it can, it can maneuver. <laughs> but whose values are there? So right. I'll, I'll give right. you another example. Well, I'll say that I use chat, you know, yeah. sometimes I'll use chat. I'll put in my my whatever letter I've just written or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'll have my own personality in the way that I express in it. And what I notice about chat is chat just has a very white way exactly. of rinsing out my blackness and then just presenting <laughs> me with what I've always seen in academia and right. all these other places as kind of the status quo for communication. Right. So at first I was like, yes, chat is teaching me to communicate like a white person. Yeah. And there's there's <laughs> there's a reason why I celebrate that because I've never been able to do it. <laughs> but what you're also doing is whitewashing all human culture. Exactly. And that was the next phase of after my celebration, then I was like, oh, so that's what it is. And yes. then as we begin to speak to chat and chat does chat's thing and then rinses it and repeats it, eventually chat will just be speaking to chat. It yeah. won't be speaking to us at all. Um, yeah. and, and I'm aware of that. And that, you know, so then your your mind goes a little bit like your head goes a little bit sideways. Like Right. What? So I'll, I'll tell you where it's even worse. There's a, a system. I, I can't remember. I think it's called Compass which is used by um, the courts, the prison system, yeah. to determine recidivism rates. So yeah. when they come up, when a prisoner comes up for parole, 
you know, or whatever, they use this system. Hey, what's the likelihood that this person is going to be a repeat offender? Huh. Well, guess what that system was trained on? Right. <laughs> it's the opposite. All right. the black data goes into that system. <laughs> so, and I saw this, the, there was a study done on the race and it's like, of course, it's skewed towards, well, black, that area code, they're yeah. going to be a repeat offender. Right. White, not that area code, not a repeat re- offender. Right. And then they did the study to follow through. Right. Like, well, what actually happened? And it's like, it was completely wrong. <laughs> of course. Of course it was, right? So, because, but then do they use that information in any way to then address the bias that is no. obviously there? Nope. Right. Because that's the problem. Right, because there's not a desire to see it and to do anything about it. There's not a desire. There's not an expertise. There's not follow through. Hmm. So someone created that system. The courts and prisons start using it. And everyone does a shoulder shrug. And I'm sure you've done this where it's like, well, the computer said. And then it's just let go. And the people who are affected by it, they don't have the wherewithal to do anything about it. Right, right. So okay, this sounds very horrible for us. What can we do about it? Yes, let's go to the what can we do about it. I love I love those parts of the conversations. You know, you've already given us some ideas around, you know, getting into buying shares and actually yes. investing and then actually creating some companies. So then when we're talking about things like these, what can we do about it? Yeah, so what can we do? So uh, it's very important to understand how these AI systems are created and how they evolve and all that sort of stuff. It's all about data, right? It's all about the inputs. So what can we do? Well, we can record more. We can, um, Mm. we need to create models, Mm. right? That have uh, different cultures, different cultural perspectives in them. Yes. We need to go, uh, we collectively, the black tribe and community of the planet, Yes. We need to go to those places where we know the academics are not going and start recording videos. You know, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that's happening in Nigeria, for example. It's yes. like the hotbed of creation for both um, movies and yes. music. Yes. Right. Let's go record that stuff. Let's get it on YouTube if that's where it's being consumed. Or let's create our own models. Yes. Let's set up some yes. companies like a chat GPT. That gather all that data and create a corpus and create a model and go, here's a model. Yes. Now, these models, you can then have to be marketed and sold to people like you. It's like, don't use chat GPT. Yeah. Use use uh, black GPT. Yes, right. (laughs) Right. Because I'm always wondering about that, William. I'm always in the space of why are we always trying to just get to the table? You know, why are we always trying to Make just your move? Own table? Why are we always trying to move <laughs> into the building yard? You know, yeah. why aren't we very Stay much around. invested in what do I need to create and yeah. how do I push towards that thing? Like right here, right now. I also want to recognize that I think as a nation, we're in a different place right now where a lot of us are building. Mm -hmm. In fact, a tremendous amount of us are building. So my question then is going to be more around how do we use the technology to support us in building the thing that we're trying to build, right? So that we're not uh, like on that old analog or whatever came after analog or, you know, whatever system it is that's the old 
But now we're pushing into the new. We're recognizing we can capitalize on this ourselves and we can also do it differently. So how do we kind of maneuver that? Yeah, there's a a couple things there. Um, But luckily, the same technology that's making all this possible can be used by everyone. Now, just to to give you some numbers, um, doing chat GPT first time around took billions of dollars. Of course. course. Microsoft recently over the last year said, hey, we're going to give you $10 billion. Wow. $10 billion with a B, right? Ain't no brother got that kind of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So how are you going to create a chat GPT? Well, luckily, as that technology advances, we understand better. We have better algorithms. Yes, it's getting easier. The first round was billions of dollars. The second yes. round was hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes. Doing enough. Yes. Creating what is currently known as ChatGPT 4.0 will cost that eh, a couple million dollars. Yes. Okay? Yes. We have to be aware that that's going to happen and we need to be ready for it mm. and start now. So, for mm. example, my brother lives in the Caribbean. He actually is the CEO of a company that runs a fiber optic network. He wants to build data centers so we can do model training. Yes. Right? Solar powered, in the middle of the ocean, all that sort of stuff. Yes. Same thing in Africa. It's like, let's get some people together. They got plenty of sunshine. Let's yes. go set up solar fields, <laughs> set up data centers, and start yes. training. Yes. Right? That's what it takes. There's a, right now, if you want to create the machines that do all this training, there's a company, NVIDIA, they sell these machines. They cost $100,000 each. Yeah. Right? It's like, again, ain't no brother got money for that. Right. But give it another year, we know those prices will keep coming down. Yes. Right? Let's get ready for it. Let's make sure our data center is ready. Let's go buy what we need. Let's hire the right people to go and actually collect the data and build the models. So that's what we need to do. Us Blacks who are in tech, like me, have to see a big picture like that and say okay everybody let's go right and not just kind of sit back on our beach in hawaii and go this is all very interesting but i'm done (laughs) (laughs) i got mine very good we're gonna end this segment now but i wanted to think about that last part that you said which is the people who are in tech and the people who are in other landscapes, right? They can look at the shift that is coming yes. and they can see the places where we can capitalize. Now, right. you know, one of the things we know at this point is we don't have the capital as individuals to <laughs> get there, but collectively we can. So, right. so the thing is now, if you have a call that you're putting out, where do you go to put that call so that somebody like me hears the call, somebody else hears a call, somebody else hears a call. So where do yeah. you put the call out so that, you know, people who want to be involved, who are ready to be involved, who are willing to collaborate in all the ways that you want, they can show up and then say, let's do this. Well, here's the call right here. I'm on your, I'm on your podcast. All right. This Very- is the call. <laughs> are right? you audience this is that's the call. exactly right so, this is the call are you listening and um one last thing i want to say about that don't think that it's all about data scientists 
we need the humanities people as much as anybody else. We need the philosophers. We need the theologists. We need the psychologists because, like I said um, previously, yeah. uh, if we don't inject humanity into the, the machinery, yes. we'll be snuffed out. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, we'll be optimized out. <laughs> yes. So for those of you who are listening um, and you know where we are in this stage of the game, you know we're building, uh, you know where we have been historically, you know the poverty that pervades us as a nation. Um, so even if some individuals are rich, you know that as a nation across the globe, we are in that impoverished zone, but we can leap out of this and we have this opportunity now. So begin to think about what do you bring to the table? What are you attempting to build? And how can a call like Williams, how can you respond uh, to the call? How do you prepare yourself to get to the table? So thank you for that, William. William.